0: All right, wherever you are in the cosmos, we are live back again with Cody. How are you doing, man?
1: I'm doing well. How are you doing today? You know what? Not too bad. Just
0: kind of another gloomy Midwest day here. It's been raining for like a week straight, and you're out there on the East Coast. What's it like out there?
1: Uh, it's, you know, it's pretty tame today. Uh, it's been in like the high eighties for the last week or so. And now we're supposed to get some rain, which will hopefully mellow it out. I mean, Baltimore, like Chicagoland and like the Midwest Illinois, where we're from kind of area, it's all swamp.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. Actually. yes. Chicago was there's a picture of Chicago from like 1833 and there's people just going down streets on canoes and stuff. No <laughs> like it was just built on a swamp. It. So that's awesome. But yeah, well, thank you for coming back, uh, back to back shows here. Um, I had a lot of fun talking about Dragon Quest last time. Uh, so much so in fact, that you made me dig out my copy of the game and kind of see where I was and Uh, get to grips with it so have you been continuing on or do you take a break
1: i am taking a slight break right now because for me i have to get into the grind mindset when i'm playing those games right it's something that absorbs me and that's all i'll do for a while but then i have to be in the right mind place i started going back to work because i was on a vacation when i started playing dragon quest Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so now i'm uh in the middle of playing some cyberpunk 2077 but i am about 40 hours of
0: so i want to touch on cyberpunk in a second because that is kind of a game that's coming back to you know storefronts and everything now that they've kind of worked out some bugs but um so you're about 40 hours in to dragon quest do you have i think there's what seven seven people that you can recruit like do you have um like where what are you doing right now i have
1: the last party member that i learned that is the last party member through spoilers like not okay, wanting to I, ruin maybe, the game. I did get I did you, get the final party member in Dragon Quest 11.
0: You know, let me tell you what I just did. I am finishing up in that city where the mural is.
1: Okay. Okay. I know. So where are you doing.
0: like a couple of cities past
1: that? A little bit. Yeah, not too far, but like a couple. Like maybe two Cuz I'm hours like 30. So.
0: Okay, cuz I'm like 34 hours or so, but I don't know how much of that was idle time or whatever, but yeah, that's. So, is there one more person after that area?
1: Because I think uh, I'm I got the. To think so.
0: <laughs> I guess we're getting vague. It's yeah. fine, but um, I but I really think this mural place is cool, like the other side type thing. Dra- Dragon Quest, from what we talked about, if you guys didn't listen to our last episode, check it out. We go pretty in depth on the Dragon Quest series, uh, and our experiences with it. But what we're discussing right now is Dragon Quest XI, and that is just such a a modern take on the least modern (laughs) JRPG series. So I've really, really been enjoying it so far. But one thing that struck me, because I was playing it on the PS5 via backwards compatibility, and there aren't even that, there's hardly any F at all graphical enhancements for the PS5, like when you're playing on PS5 but maybe just some better frame rate. But I'm just impressed at how good the game looks for being a, a game that's, what, four years old? Like, it's it's fantastic.
1: Are you playing so in 2D or 3D mode?
0: So I am playing exclusively in 3D because I don't have the definitive edition. I just have the original PS4 release. So... Because originally, the, when it came out in Japan, there was a 3DS version and then a um like ps4 version and then the 3ds had the 2d but the ps4 version didn't so then they re-released it as the definitive and that came to all consoles with the 2d content so in a way i'm missing out but you know i think i'll get it on the switch at some point for that that 2d action maybe when i do a replay replay with my son or something yeah so that's mainly what i've been playing um trying to think there was something else I've been kind of checking into but for the most oh uh Spelunky 2 uh I've been getting into that Mm. with you yeah we uh I recently got it on the PC and for those who aren't aware Spelunky 2 is um second in the series obviously but it's a roguelike kind of dungeon crawler where you're descending into both a mine and madness (laughs) as you're trying to um, uncover secrets and bomb your way past enemies and get treasure and whatnot. And it's it's honestly a fantastic game to play with friends. And on the PC version right now, if you do online multiplayer, um, it's pretty enhanced as far as like, wouldn't you say, being able to play untethered to each other on the same screen. Like we were having a blast just half the time killing each it's other. It's amazing. So. Yeah. <laughs> no,
1: I really loved Spelunky too. It's also going to be coming to the Switch uh, sometime this year which is dope. Uh, yeah. But no, Spelunky 2 is a game that you just devolve into. You, it's really fun. It was like my first... Uh, I wouldn't say it was my first roguelike game, but it was my first roguelike game, just Spelunky 1 in general, that like hooked me and got me interested in the genre. And I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. So, yep. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend Spelunky. Yeah, that was... Uh,
0: yeah, the Spelunky and then Binding of Isaac were the two for me that I was like oh wait you lose all your stuff when you die but then you're kind of building on it like I don't know as a genre it really intrigued me but I had no idea it was even a thing before those games so but yeah well I think the main reason we are here today uh, is to talk about E3 Um, the good and the bad and maybe how it's evolved over time but in some ways it's Kind of a shadow of its former self but these companies are still some of them are still showing up and either way it's a good event arguably the best event to showcase games because everyone is watching everyone in the industry it's it's the one time a year where there's arguably a lot of hype so i guess going into e3 were you excited this year um or were you just like cautiously optimistic this
1: so I was cautiously optimistic. I mean, when you watch like BlizzCon and everything, you get hyped. It's the same idea as BlizzCon for Blizzard, right? Except this is all of the game companies. So you're always a little hyped. Like, what's everyone going to see? It's kind of like, uh, you know, around Christmas. It's like pre-Christmas. You're already deciding what you're going to be buying for the rest of the year when E3 comes around. And this was my first year where... Almost around just this time of year, my, like, hitting that stride of adulthood, I can, you know, look at all three platforms, you know, the big guys, Xbox, Nintendo, and Sony, and be like, Who's going to win my budget this year? This is the first time where I'm like, I don't really have allegiance to any one system because I've had a Nintendo Switch, but it's, you know, I've owned it for five years. So maybe it's time for a new console. What games are really going to grab me? I was hoping to, I was hoping to be, you know, uh, persuaded or seduced by someone this year. Uh, so that was an interesting experience.
0: That's a good way to put it too. I I think people online they'll say you know who won E three who won E three, and when I I interpret that as yeah who won your cold hard cash because this I mean and we'll get to Nintendo at some point here but I gotta say just looking at Nintendo's lineup I was like sweating a little bit I was like this is gonna be this is gonna <sighs> be tough to prioritize expensive.
1: oh man
0: yeah and just. <laughs> Even you know Xbox and stuff, uh, just seeing a couple games on there. But the 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 saving grace, I think, for Microsoft is Game Pass. Like we don't <laughs> we don't have to buy anything that we don't absolutely you know as long as it's on Game Pass and a like an Xbox first party title or EA or whatever, we're clear there at the very least. So yeah, I think I watched pretty much everything. I I skipped Capcom's showcase because to be honest, they didn't really have. Anything huge. Now I'm sure I'm forgetting a couple things that you know, but I I I just was kind of disappointed from the rumblings that I heard online of them just not really having much to show. So did you hear anything specifically that they showed, or were you kind of like I
1: I mean I hate to break it to you, I'm actually fairly disappointed in you that you would skip the exact content that I also skipped. <laughs> um, I was not drawn in at all by Capcom. I'm sorry, Capcom. I love your games. You hold a special place in my heart. But what the fuck are you doing this year?
0: Well, yeah, oh, and I, man. I think Cap- Cap- Capcom is still doing better than certain companies like Konami, who are like, "Hey, man, like we're gonna do like pachinko games and like we're really focusing on mobile right now." But at least Capcom they have, you know, some diversity in their lineups but they didn't they sure didn't bring it. And then you look at someone like Square Enix, who a company that you and I both know and love as many gamers do. I mean, they're the ones working on Dragon Quest, but even then Dragon Quest got its own showcase a couple weeks ago or a month ago now. So it's not like that content was there and Square spent the first 20 minutes of their presentation literally discussing Guardians of the Galaxy, which it looks like a fine game, but
1: Jesus Christ, I don't want to play it. I
0: don't like. I don't want to. I don't have the time. You know, it feels like
1: a game that would have been really popular for my little brother about four years ago. And I'm not saying that because of like it's a kid game. I'm saying that it's a perfect game that's someone that's looking for a like, you know, a button mashing like hero adventure that was really hyped about Guardians of the Galaxy, which. My brother's a Marvel fan, so last time I remember him talking about it was that long ago. You know? Wow. Right when maybe the first or second movie came out. Like, it's cool that it's not related to the movies. You know, it's an independent universe thing, an original story. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not... I, I'm i sure it's cool. Uh, I'll be interested, but it doesn't seem... It seems like a lot of quick-time events built into combat.
0: Right, yeah. And it. My, while I was watching it, I kept thinking okay they're done okay they're done okay and then it just kept going and they it just was a big you know 20 minute showcase for this game that you know even though licensed games can be good you know you look at like uh the mummy uh demastered on the switch eShop. it's like based on that terrible reboot of the tom cruise mummy movie and like it's actually an amazing roguelike if you want to check it out fantastic game like that happens but at the end of the day it's a it's a marvel movie video game and i just don't know why a company that has such a rich deep history like square enix would lean into that so hard you know and even when they talked about final fantasy did you see the uh the final fantasy pixel remaster it's like the first six games but they're coming to mobile and steam that's it yep no consoles
1: it's like COVID hit hard so they just pulled up stuff that they knew that they would be able to deliver that would be able to be bought you know people are going to love playing final fantasy on their phones and i'm not going to begrudge them that's probably going to be a great experience for somebody but it isn't necessarily the new driven content that i'm hoping to see from square enix something exciting or new i mean what is it? Final Fantasy Origins, I think, was the new Final Fantasy content. And that trailer was mm-hmm. the guy saying we're here to kill chaos like four times, like I think like 47 times <laughs> in two minutes. It's like, yeah. Jesus.
0: I uh, I like that you brought that up because in my notes for this episode, I just have a bullet point that's all caps chaos. Like, I'm here to <laughs> you kill know, like, chaos. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like it when when that's what the Internet, focuses on from your presentation that's not good. Yeah, and, just what are you doing? You know, <laughs> yeah, and I I totally agree with what you're saying about COVID hitting the industry like it did any industry, right? And I I I believe that's a huge factor. But coming off of the Dragon Quest conference where they show you know the remake of Dragon Quest 3 in the Octopath like a modified Octopath engine and you and I are so hyped for that game oh, yeah. as many fans are what if they would do that with like Final Fantasy 3 or i guess uh, 6 you know but the Super Nintendo 3 or any of those like if they would have done 1 through 6 they could have released like two collections one through three and then four through six in the octopath engine and maybe that's a lot of work i don't know but like would have been amazing damn you like we would have been freaking out on this channel right now you know oh, so yeah. it, it just it's a missed opportunity to me when again guardians of the galaxy is your uh <laughs> your your big thing did anything else from square jump out at you
1: uh i mean i'm happy about legends of mana i'm excited for people to play life is strange that's good I they had another oh my god I'm just looking re looking at the list I forgot that they had another Avengers game also the Black Panther game like it's like oh. video games and movies that came out like four <laughs> years ago that we're playing yeah. now. these are like scrapped ideas that they didn't do four years ago and then they decided now is the time to play
0: <laughs> or it's like they started they started development when the movies came yep. out <laughs> and now they're now they've been kind of languishing in hell i hope that i hope it's uh, a good game a i hope
1: i I hope yeah. they're good games maybe i'll pick them up watch you watch, know.
0: It. watch them At the game point. of the year and we're just we look dumb they just we're total haters and they're just like genre defining games but they won't be square just i i do think they dropped the ball but i do like that you brought up legend of mana i actually just pre-ordered that on ps4 I think it's out, or maybe it's maybe it's out. I don't know, but I it's out soon, if not already. June
1: 24th, um, So yeah, it's out.
0: And and there's a I had to import it from Play Asia because it is a uh, like it's a physical exclusive to Asia, and there's English in it. So if you want a physical release on uh, PS Four or Switch, you're gonna have to import it. And for those that don't know, PlayAsia.com is a fantastic import um, hub for games and kind of just anime or figures or soundtracks like if it's kind of a nerdy weeby thing it's and it doesn't come out in north america we're too cool for it or something go get it on playasia so it's at least one outlet have you ever used that cody Uh,
1: what was that is it uh p-l-a-y-a-s-i-a dot com
0: yep yep playasia there might be a hyphen in there i don't know but if you just type in here let me let me go to it here Wow, Sorry if man! Can hear my Doing
1: topic. free advertising. I love it.
0: Yeah, we are not sponsored, uh, but if playsia if you ever hear it, I will definitely take uh, take some coupons. So if you wanna hop in on that, but yeah, so even on the front page, I see Legend of Mana remastered, Saga Frontier remastered. Um, you can get consoles from other regions. So it's just there's a there's a Dragon Quest uh, Hawaiian shirt. For a hundred dollars, so yeah, there's there's quite a bit on there, but that's a really good source if you want to import, you know, Asian released games that also have English soundtracks, like English voice acting or English text options. So that's pretty cool. What about Microsoft? Was
1: there anything that really struck you? There are in a lot of games that I'm gonna play on coming from Xbox. Just one through game pass it's there it's such a cheap subscription service and i've been using that a mm-hmm. lot they got me and there are so many opportunities to get like three like free month codes for xbox game pass right now yeah that i like i take advantage of that like oh yeah it's 50 percent off if you buy it from this website just on coupon searching it becomes so like affordable to play free cheap games uh that are you know AAA. so i love that uh starfield mm-hmm is the Bethesda game that's coming out. And I'm not much of a sci-fi guy for the most part. I've always been more fantasy. Really? But recently I'm turning into sci-fi. Like, I've been playing Cyberpunk 2077. Starfield is now, like, piquing my interest. Like, ooh, a Bethesda Skyrim in space? I'm interested. Yeah. You know? Uh, Instead of playing Stellaris, uh, or instead of playing Civilization, I've been playing Stellaris. I like this Mm. cool shift into the the current like sci-fi realms of games we're seeing it doesn't seem to be mass effecty which is what i was worried about because i didn't particularly enjoy that i'm gonna get shot for saying that uh, i was gonna say a uh, firing squad you what
0: did for so for mass effect was it just the combat or just what what was it I, yeah
1: i i'm not really sure how to put it i think maybe i felt like a lot of the choices were hollow in the first point like i know like everyone says no no they really matter and stuff uh, it, i i don't know the story just didn't grab me we'll just say it wasn't for me mm. no no insults to like the people that enjoy right. it i'm sure it's a great game i just wasn't for me unfortunately
0: yeah i i liked i liked what i played of the first one but when i was playing it because I, I was pretty behind on the series at the time and that whole controversy about the ending of the third game where it's like you had uh, like three choices and when what, depending on what you chose the scene was the, still the same but it was a different color <laughs> like red, blue or green and there was like some differences to the ending and what happened obviously but a lot of people were not satisfied and they had to go back and fix it and whatever but I, I mean they, they did remaster it and I'd like to tell you on the show that I will revisit it someday but I'll probably just you know hop around on the 360 versions at some point but there's just so much to play you know what i mean and even though it's an iconic series i i agree with you in a way like i'm okay with, with skipping it but speaking of starfield though i really am uh anticipating it like the hype is starting to grow specifically too because it looks like microsoft you know since they purchased bethesda they are able to now throw their full weight behind it and when you have the bankroll of Microsoft I really think that Bethesda might start shipping games without you know game crushing bugs Uh, so I'm really I'm really excited
1: you ready are you are you ready for your yearly release of Elder Scrolls
0: (laughs) God I I think you know what I, I think the reason that that hasn't happened is because of Elder Scrolls Online I think I think that there's not going to be like a Assassin's Creed type thing where it's like a game every year like that because of they're just pumping into uh online. And which I've never I haven't even played that. Did you ever check that out? Oh
1: yeah, I mean I I was a day one on Elder Scrolls Online kind of guy. I did the beta. And it's fun. It's not my personal favorite MMO because I'm a WoW veteran, but it is very fun. Mm. It feels when it started, it didn't feel. It felt very MMO that had an Elder Scrolls skin, like skin out over it. But they have mm-hmm. done a masterful job listening to the community, getting feedback, and crap, and like altering the system enough and the game itself that it is now one hundred percent an Elder Scrolls MMO. It is a lot of fun to play with people and. I th- I want to applaud ZeniMax and you know the developers of Elder Scrolls Online. They did a great job. Uh, it's available on Xbox Game Pass now, I think, or it's starting to be. So you can play it for the free. Like you get all the content in Xbox Game Pass besides the most recent expansion, uh, mm-hmm. which also, you can purchase or just also get not- with ESO Plus.
0: Also not sponsored by Bethesda, but again, if you want to sponsor us, just come on, give me (laughs) me an email. Yeah, no, ESO (laughs) is a lot of fun.
1: It does a lot of work. If you like Elder Scrolls and you like MMOs, play it.
0: It's interesting, too, speaking of Bethesda, I saw an infographic because I love those. And it's over 30 games, if not available right now, are coming to Game Pass that are Bethesda. So it's like, you know, all the Elder Scrolls stuff fallout series just so many so many games that i feel like a lot of people missed out on because they you know don't have a pc or they just didn't weren't able to get in on like just the bethesda it's got all the doom games as well yeah doom the dishonored series evil within all the elder scrolls games fallout wolfenstein um prey rage rage 2 etc like it's it's really cool and kinda like what we gushed about last episode, it's like I just have not seen such a good time for gaming. Like I am nostalgic for different eras of gaming and, you know, not having to plug a console into the internet to get it to work, whatever, but this is unprecedented. Just everything that's coming to Game Pass. And and another cool thing too with Xbox, all the Yakuza games. Every oh, Yakuza game is gonna be on that. Game Pass. And I don't know if you're familiar, I don't know if we talked about it, but Yakuza Like a Dragon is, I believe, kind of an RPG spin on the series, and the main character supposedly is a big Dragon Quest fan, so that, in the game. So I, <laughs> I think that we have to, at the very least, check out Like a Dragon.
1: I have a note here about, uh, like in my list, is like all the Yakuza games, I've always been intrigued by them. You know, they've always been standing in the corner of my niche video game knowledge of. I know that these exist, and now I mm-hmm. now that it's on Xbox Game Pass, it's like, "Oh, I have to. It's been calling me." No excuse. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And,
0: and I am hesitant to, to even like explain what the series is cuz I'm also kind of ignorant about it. Like I I know they look cool to me. I know that I want to try them. I've even bought, like, some special editions that have come out. Like, there was, like, Yakuza 6 came with a, I've talked about it on the show before, it came with a, like, a lowball whiskey glass and some whiskey stones. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's a cool series that almost kind of reminds me of, like, just, like, a Yakuza version of Grand Theft Auto, but I, I know that's probably not what it is, so don't don't kill me, Yakuza fans, but I am just fascinated to finally dig into that series. So, But another thing that I thought was interesting, too, was since they're putting all their first-party games on there, you're getting things like the new Dark Alliance game, day one, Forza Horizon 5, Halo, the Flight Simulator, Hades, which I don't know if you've tried Hades yet, but, like, all these just amazing games are coming out day one. So So.
1: excited for that, dude. Uh, The Outer Worlds 2 looks really good. Uh, here's a random piece of trivia about me that will reveal much. I'm so stoked for that Shredder's Snowball snowboarding game. Uh, really? Tell no me about joke. It. it looks phenomenal. Okay. So I do not snowboard. I skateboarded cause I'm from the Midwest, you know, we don't have hills to mm-hmm. snowboard mm-hmm. down, but, uh, I skateboarded <laughs> a lot. And one of my favorite video games of all time on the N64 is 1080 snowboarding. And nice. it just made me feel like such a kid to, like, play... Like, when I watched Shredders, I was like, oh, man, this looks how I felt 1080 snowboarding was. I have never snowboarded mm-hmm. a day in my life. I will play a snowboarding <laughs> game to the day I die. They're the most fun, like... it, just the, the gravity of good snowboarding games feels good in the hands to play and gain mastery of. Did you hear about... um
0: the guy that created ten eighty or had no. a hand in it. His name's Giles Goddard. He uh had a spin off studio that kinda just is getting together over the past few years called Chu High Labs. Mm-hmm. And they did a new snowboard game, but I think it's VR only. It's for the Oculus. So Ooh. so the ten eighty creator did um did a new snowboarding game. And it's getting a lot of good hype, so the, if, if you ever get into the VR realm you can relive your glory days with your boy uh, in VR. I but love that. Did game you ever so play much, dude. Did you ever play like uh SSX or Tricky or any of those or
1: uh I played a bit of SSX. My entirety of like snowboard games is like ten eighty. Just ten eighty snowboarding snowboard kids and a little bit of SSX. So I'm not like an expert by any means. That's why I'm so hyped for Shredders. It just looks how I remember 1080 playing. that mm-hmm. nostalgia factor. And did that
0: Does that come out this year, do you know? Or if not it's okay, but I can't uh um, I think it comes it's out supposed this to winter. come out in
1: like De- December, I think. December, you know, it's like the end of the year. It's Christmas time. Mhm.
0: Winter time game. Yeah. Just cuz I I'm I'm interested. I I've never really been I always joke and say, I guess it's true though that the only sports games I play uh, have Mario in them. Um, or uh, NBA Jam is always a fantastic exception, um, but on the Super Nintendo. But other than that, yeah, pretty much just like a Mario sports guy. And I have a friend who uh, is actually going to be on the show next month, uh, Cullen. Um, shout out to him. He is like a pro at the SSX series on PS2. But again, I just, I suck at those games. So was 1080 kind of a one-off on the N64? Do you know? Or I'm, I don't know. If I know nothing about the history. Had...
1: This is like a nostalgia-based like theory. Okay. I, I, Forgive I, me for getting. No, done, no. <laughs> I'm just diving I, deep. Like, <laughs> I'm just I curious. don't know. Like 1080 snowboarding for me was like, uh, it was a game that came with the Nintendo 64 I got and I just fell in love with it. Uh, and then I kind of like, forgot about it as i was growing up and then i i saw the shredders game and i'm like oh oh my goodness this is this i remember this and it like you know uncovered a memory deep buried
0: i cannot wait to hear your review on that and see what you think once you've actually played it and i think it's kind of a relatively indie game or at least kind of a um like low-key company doing it i don't remember the name of the company but that That's also coming to Game Pass. So I'm just super hyped. So actually, I'll try it out too. I don't have to pay 20 bucks for it. Another one that I really want to try that comes out in August is called 12 Minutes. I don't know if you've ever heard of that one. Um, They teased that a couple E3s ago, I believe. But basically, it's like the game takes place over a time loop of 12 minutes. And I believe it's like a couple in an apartment having a either a fight or I haven't seen the trailers in a while, but I think there's like a break in. Let's see here. Here's the the player experiences a 12 minute time loop controlling a man whose wife is accused of murder. It takes place entirely in or near the rooms of a small city apartment in an overhead view. So it's it's kind of intriguing to me. So I've been kind of watching it since 2019 when they really delve into what it was. So I'm looking forward to that.
1: That trailer is tense too. Uh, and yeah. you Watch that. You feel a lot of emotion in that trailer, and it's like a thirty-second trailer. So I'm also hyped for that. Mm,
0: yeah, it should be good. Did you see the kind of re-reveal for all the Halo stuff? And if you did, what do you think of the look? Because I know that it was kind of controversial when it was announced, when, when it was shown last year. Like, how do you think they've improved? Are you hyped for Halo?
1: I'm hyped for Halo because I'm always excited for another Halo game. I'm gonna yes. clarify that statement. Yes. There's nothing. I'm fine with seeing studios take new directions, new art designs, with things trying to change things up. Uh, I'm cautiously optimistic. I think the problem I got from the Halo presentation is it seemed to have like a lack of clear direction of what they wanted to talk about for it. Like, because they showed some things, but they didn't really show me what I was particularly interested in or talking about plotline. They were like, yeah, Halo Infinite, it'll be free multiplayer on Game Pass. So that's awesome. Uh, yeah. But it, it feels like it's going to be a live service title where they're constantly going to be updating it. And the fact that I had no idea who was really, like, in charge of the presentation or hosting it or like lead designer because they've had like a couple of lead designer changes, haven't they? Like three of them have left already. Uh so it just so.
0: it's it's been yeah.
1: It just fe- it felt disorganized and they kept saying things like here is this person that's been with us since, you know, Halo 2 and it's like that's really cool, but why have I never heard of this person up until this point? I want a lead designer. I want to have like a clear mission statement of what I'm going to see from Halo. Because I've been waiting for this game for a while, and if it's, you know, I want this to be the series that gets me back into Halo big, and I don't think it will be. It just sounds like another live sor- service title.
0: Well, I will say I hope you're wrong, but I totally understand. Like, I think any gamer of a certain age, that especially that kind of was coming into gaming when the Xbox came out, just loved Halo and still loves those games in the Halo series. It's almost a a magical experience, like for me at least, like when I first saw the Xbox running Halo 1 and seeing that warthog on the <laughs> beach and like all the soldiers and the aliens and Master Chief, I was just like, holy shit, like this is what, <laughs> it's not that Nintendo's not cool, but I was like, this is what I want to play with my friends right now. And that kind of stayed... Until, you know, the, the ownership of Halo kind of changed to 343. And then, honestly, like, Halo 5 was such a big blunder to me. Because I'm a big story person when it comes to the Halo series. Like, it's all about the story. And I'll play online with you guys. But for the most part, I'm in it for the campaign. So I didn't even finish the fifth game. And it's a, I've, that's never happened with any Halo game for me. Even ODST, which I stumbled through, you know, but I just I really hope they nailed the single player and it's a good value. And then if they treat the free side, the, the multiplayer side, like a service game, at least at least we have the other experience we can fall back on. You know what I mean? So I'm hoping that at least that is solid, if anything else.
1: I'm hoping for that, too. But we didn't learn anything about the story mode other than like there will be a story mode. And that's pretty much it.
0: I hope it's not, like, a like a three-hour shitty little, like, Call of Duty-type campaign, but... No, give me a 60-hour game. <laughs> yeah, just, oh, God, they make it a turn-based JRPG. Oh, like,
1: just, <laughs>
0: it's just a hun- 100 hours. It's like a, what's that series, uh, XCOM? Like, it's <laughs> just a tactical <laughs> cover shooter uh, with Mario yeah. and the Rabbids. I'm sorry so, I didn't uh,
1: mean to curse the uh, <laughs> Halo series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm so, so today, I apologize.
0: <laughs> no, I I I get it. I think a lot of people were burned after 5. At least I was in our circle of friends again fans that have been in since if not day 1 at least the early years of Halo that are in it for story. It's really just I don't know. It's just kind of been a lost, you know. I guess we'll see. Yeah, so I think overall, including like the Game Pass announcements and just where their mind is at, at least for the Xbox family of consoles, I feel like Xbox, the Microsoft did a pretty good job. Maybe not every individual game got the direction or attention it deserved, but they did touch on like the future of X Cloud and, you know, how you're going to be able to stream games to like, a, it's basically going to be a Stadia killer, you know, um, hopefully. But. I don't know. I feel like they got like a solid B from me for their performance.
1: I'd say A minus, honestly. I'm I'm very happy. Uh, maybe it's because I have you know the Xbox Game Pass, and I know that I'm going to be playing a lot yeah. of these games without feeling like I'm going to be wasting any money on them just to try them out. And I still have access to a lot of the old Bethesda like classics and other games that I know I enjoy. Uh, Xbox did a good job. They they comforted. They you know I felt a comfort with xbox i was like okay you're you're doing stuff
0: yeah yeah and they're proud like they're announcing just so many games and one thing that i would really hope to see but i don't think we'll ever see it is i really it'd be cool if uh diablo 2 resurrected went to game pass um because oh, yes. that on pc but i know blizzard won't do that it doesn't matter i've, I've already pre-ordered the game anyway but that would be kinda neat to be able to play it on another platform. But at what, speaking of Diablo two resurrected, nine twenty three twenty one. We finally got a locked and loaded release date for that. So I that's in my top five hyped games of the year, to be honest. So same and that's that's coming to everything.
1: Hmm? Oh, I was just agreeing. I'm I'm saying absolutely same. I'm so excited for that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's gonna be one. If you know, for any fan of the Diablo series that you know maybe never was able to touch on Diablo two, and maybe you came in at Diablo three, please check this out. You will know why Diablo and Diablo two fans were, you know, they like Diablo three, and you know I like the lore and everything, but many of us still feel like two is the pinnacle of the series for the tight gameplay, the loot, repetitive grind loop that keeps you coming back. And just, it just felt so dank and, you know, disgusting and dirty. And just, I don't know, like maybe you can back me up here, Cody. Like there's just something about Diablo two that there's a reason why we've never stopped playing it. And it's been 20 years, you know, so I cannot wait.
1: Diablo 2 is a comfort that when you come home to and you see that everything's, you know, exactly where it was, but you can do it a little bit better or you'll have a little bit more fun. Those memories just Diablo 2 is great. Play it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's that's the only endorsement you need. Fucking just play it. So if that would have been the entirety of E3, I would have been like, okay, well, you know, squares kind of half in half out. The other few companies stumbled, but you know what? At least Microsoft brought it home. Um, but we had one more huge special contender who I think stole the show, and that's, of course, Nintendo. This this presentation started, and thank God they didn't talk about Guardians of the Galaxy for more than uh, 30 seconds, but it was hit after hit after hit, and honestly, I think this is the perfect time to be a Nintendo fan and switch owner. Like how did you feel coming out of this presentation?
1: Uh, Nintendo, please stop. My wallet can only take so much. Yeah. I mean, I'm fucking hyped. I think every major franchise I wanted to hear from got something. Yeah. Uh, I, there's,
0: there's always things that we have on wish lists and stuff, but Holy shit. Metroid, you know, you uh, just looking at like the infographic here from june to the end of the year you have uh legend of mana mario golf zelda tony uh, hawks Skyward pro Sword skater HD.
1: 1 and 2
0: yeah what are what are a few that you want to talk about like what's what are a few that really caught your eye and your attention
1: uh coming up in the next year or give me a time frame yeah cuz i have so on, much trouble say, organizing this
0: let's just stick with 21 and sooner um, cuz we can do a whole episode on like Pokemon Legends Arceus. I'm I mean sure. November's like, going to what...
1: hurt me is what I'm looking at cuz there's Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and there's Shin Megami Tensai 5. I'm so hyped for those two games. I mean we're going to have to do an episode on Shin Megami Tensai.
0: Yeah, cuz you're a you're a fan of the series. Like you you've played a decent amount of those games, haven't you? Or like what's your history with the Shin Megami? Are you pretty uh, familiar I've with that I I've played
1: series? shin megami tensai i think five and uh or not five fuck the four uh i've played the persona games which is the parent mm-hmm. company because it's shin megami tensai's persona which is kind of in the like middle of that uh i've played a lot of the persona fighting games like a lot of the atlas games Hmm. i i mean i've played what is it it's called like devil sin when i was a kid it's there's a ton of these games. They're all like spin-off series the, and the, stuff the uh, Catherine like games. the
0: PS2 like Yeah, the yeah, PS2. Catherine full body. Um the PS2 had a lot. Like they had uh the the Soul Summoner series, mm-hmm. right? Or Soul the so, Devil Summoner. Devil Saga. Digital yeah, Devil Saga. Yeah, Digital Devil Saga, Devil Saga like, is good. Um, Persona. So I played I, a lot of
1: them. I mean, they're they're amazing games. Play them.
0: <laughs> I I have hardly played any like i've played a little bit of persona 5 but that's a game that you really have to invest the time into i also just picked up the uh the kind of i don't want to say a remaster but the hd port of the nocturne game um
1: oh uh shimegami tensai 3 nocturne
0: yes on the PS2. yes yes that's a really good one yeah, so that's that's gonna be. I, I think that well, that might have that was actually a PS2 game. I think so they bumped yes. that up to PS4. So that'll be that'll be cool. I kind of wanted to get that as an appetizer almost because Shin Megami Tensei five looks amazing. Like I was hooked. They. I don't know if you saw the like the gameplay after the trailer, but it's just this. You're this this chick running around with this big flowing hair, and you're going through a desert talking to demons and stuff, and like I don't know. It, I'm, I'm ready for some demonic Pokemon. That's exactly like, what it is. Let's, uh, let's go.
1: <laughs> Shin Megami Tensai and the Persona games are, you know, the devil worship that your parents thought uh, Pokemon would lead to. It's super cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. it's, got, <laughs> it's got a bunch of Freudian psychology as well in it. It's so good.
0: Yeah. So would you say that that and then Brilliant Diamond, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond, like two of your big that you're looking forward to. I mean, yeah, to, it's the then, end of the
1: year. That's like Christmas time. I'm going to be like, yeah, I'm buying these. Absolutely. Those are probably the big ones for me That in the next six months, we'll say.
0: Are you, uh, were you into Metroid Dread at all? Or is that something that like, you're going to kind of get at some point maybe? it's. A, oh, it's that's, that's going to be game, a first
1: day. So. That's going to be a first day purchase as well. But I knew we were going to talk about that. When does that come out though? That's not for within the That's next October. Oh, <gasps> Oh, yes, I see. That's it October, now. dude. I thought it was later. Yeah. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah. No, October, November is gonna I have hurt.
0: A, <laughs> I have it written down here. It's ten eight. So you know, it's gonna be a gauntlet of games. Even from so September, as far as like the to me like the the kind of spooky atmospheric games, it's gonna be a good year because you have Diablo 2 Resurrected in September, and then Metroid Dread in October, Shin Megami Tensei V. November. So, to me, those are three dark kind of games that are going to really set the tone for my gaming year. And then you can sprinkle that in with the, you know, happy magic of Pokemon. Uh, <laughs> or Super Monkey in the Ball. I, yeah, that actually really did surprise me because it's coming to all consoles. It's 300 stages from the first three games. So, one, two, and then deluxe. So, for For Monkey Ball fans that kind of like me that have kind of fallen off from the series as it kind of got more gimmicky and the controls weren't as tight, this is going to be cool. I don't know. I'm not going to day one it, but I will definitely pick it up at some point on a sale or something because it's nice to see Monkey Ball kind of come back in a way. Another thing that I'm really looking forward to in general is just this year of Zelda, just for the big anniversary. Like, they didn't really talk too much about, you know, unveiling a bunch of new projects like i thought they would i thought they were gonna do like a mario um all-stars collection type thing but in july we have skyward sword hd and then i fell in love with that game and watch, that Zelda oh, game watch that's oh same i'm so hyped out. for that oh my god
1: i'm bringing that thing into um, work so, like i'm like ah, uh, yeah i'm so hyped
0: <laughs> it even has a little desk stand for it that you can put it in or whatever. But yeah, Zelda 1, Zelda 2, like a then just like a Zelda themed Game and Watch game and then Link's Awakening for the Game Boy. And like I, I that's just that's going to be awesome. And I I love that Nintendo is bringing back Game and Watches. So I that's going to be I already have mine pre-ordered. <laughs> so I I'm I'm hyped. I will say to anyone who's facing problems with scalpers for you know these joy cons or the amiibos or some of these special nintendo items specifically try your local game store if you're lucky enough to have something near you that's not a GameStop or a best buy where the pre-orders sell out in an instant if you have like a mom and pop game shop walk in and see if they're if they're doing a pre-order list because they might get a few and you have a better chance than i'd say online that's where I've gotten lucky in recent years is just going into my local game store. So check that out. Do you have any near you, Cody? Or are you kind of like, is it just like a online for you or like a GameStop or?
1: It's online currently. I mean, I'm sure there are some like there are board game stores that carry some like trade-ins and older stuff, but like the local game store market's pretty uh, disparate here. You know, there are bookstores Mm. that carry Nintendo 64 controllers and retro things. And they're kind of like, yeah, we're millennials shops. There aren't like (laughs) crazy, like places that I miss, like in the Quad Cities or uh, in Chicagoland. Mm. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm doxing people.
0: (laughs) No. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. It's no. I I totally agree. Another thing that I wanted to get your opinion on uh, Monster Hunter Stories 2 comes out next month. And I had not really been familiar with that part of the Monster Hunter series, and it looks like a pretty decent turn-based RPG. Is that also another like Pokemon catching type? Yeah, game yeah. A, I would you know I what would what call it yeah? the
1: Pokemon uh, the Pokemon game of the Monster Hunter worlds. You know, it's a turn-based game where you have a companion, and it's got more of a storyline than normal Monster Hunter games, right? Mm -hmm. Like a little bit more, not crazy. I mean, it's called monster hunter stories. You're creating stories with your animal companion, essentially. Um, Mm -hmm. I played a bit of it. I enjoyed it. It didn't grab me the same way Pokemon did, but that's a hard ask. I thought it was fun. I'm interested. I will probably pick it up on uh, like the switch. If I get like another friend that's interested in playing it with me.
0: Speaking of which we really need to get back into uh, monster hunter on the switch. <laughs> it's Monster Hunter Rise. I I got reasonably far in the single player, but we gotta play multiplayer again. Life where life all gets the in money's the way, at,
1: man. Yeah,
0: yeah, dude. So, another one that I thought was really interesting. It's a turn-based RPG. I don't know who makes it, but it's called Astria Ascending, the Faded Eight, and that's coming to all consoles as well. I don't know if there's. Let me look here. September, and to me it kind of looked like like dragon's crown um meets uh oh god there's a there's another indie that i'm trying to think of but it's it's if you look it up it's got just some great hand-drawn art that i don't i don't know if it'll be a full 60 dollar game or whatever but i i think it looks pretty cool
1: so yeah i think it looks pretty uh, i'm interested the 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 characters, they look like models in like comic books almost, you know, like sketchings. Mm-hmm. And that's what I really dig about mm-hmm. them. Just how like thin and like the silhouettes that they make and for the gameplay. It's it's a very interesting art choice that I'm really digging.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm at least curious about that. If it's, you know, 60 bucks, probably count me out for, you know, until a sale. But so that looked cool. Um, WarioWare got another game announced get it together so i don't know have you messed with the warioware series at all
1: that is my wife's favorite video game of all time maybe oh, maybe not so as big that, yeah <laughs> oh yeah no it's coming out like right before her birthday so i've got i am set for this year <laughs> we're buying warioware nice. for each other um it looks great uh if you're unfamiliar with the warioware games for those listening there are a bunch of mini games that you can generally play an entire like wario wear tournament we'll say in about like 15 20 minutes it's perfect if you have like company over and you got to wait for food to like finish up in the oven you play some <laughs> yeah. wario wear some it's a good like hosting game um because there's no real effort you also need to put in you normally are just pressing like a button or moving a joystick while having a conversation and playing these games—it's so good. It's so like they're entertaining. They're a little challenging, but not like "haha, you suck if you fail." It's often hilarious. The Get It Together game—they've uh, changed some things. It looks like it's like instead of just playing a mini game and you have an avatar, now your avatar will be taking part in the mini games, and they have different advantages, kind of like a Mario Kart kart system. Individual unique skills. So that looks cool.
0: Yeah. And I think it looks fantastic. And one big thing about the WarioWare series is it doesn't take itself seriously in any way. It's the complete opposite. I mean, there will be, the most mini games are over within like 10 seconds. So it's like, there may be one where it's like, blow the candle out or, or, you know, pick the nose or, you know, like there's all kinds of little, you know, jump rope. Like it's just a lot of fun. So I, even though I'm a little depressed that Wario has been relegated to like a party game lord, you know, and a sport game guy. Like, I really want them to bring back the Wario Land series, which is one of my favorites, and Wario World, you know. But until then, I am happy that he's at least still getting his games in some form, like with this minigame series. So, Wario that's, Land, I'm that's trying to be... think uh,
1: which was the one on Game Boy where his move is just like a bunch of uppercuts, it looks like. <laughs> Do you know which game so, it is?
0: Yeah, so basically, Wario Land is a Game Boy series that then went to Game Boy Advance, the Virtual Boy, the Wii. Um, but he he's it's a lot different than the other Mario games. There's different games where it's like in most Wario Land games, Wario can't die. He has yeah, you know, he gains power ups, and you know he his big move is just you know barreling through people with his his arm and the my favorite is Wario Land three on the Game Boy Color. And that is it's not it's not a Metroidvania game in any means at all, but it's 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 got the backtracking and unlocking. As you get more power ups you gain keys and you can go back to different levels. There's a day and night cycle. So there's some surprising depth and the story's really good. It's good enough that Wario Land 3 is probably in my top ten or twenty games of all time. Like, I highly recommend it. You can play it on the 3DS or get yourself a good emulator. But it is uh just a fantastic series, so. And the last Wario game that wasn't a party game was on the Wii, Wario Land Shake It, and before that, Wario World on the GameCube. So, it's been a long time since he got anything going besides cuz around that time on the Game Boy Advance they did the warrior Wear series. So,
1: at least he's getting representation now like poor Waluigi, man. I wonder
0: if they'll ever make a game with him. Like I I don't think so. Like I I I want them to if Luigi's Mansion can take off. You know, like, what would you, would what would you put Waluigi in if you could put him in a game?
1: Um, there's a Reddit, so shout out to this, please Nintendo don't shut them down, the Reddit called Sea of Greed, and it's like a theoretic Waluigi game where he's a pirate, and he oh. just goes around collecting coins and, like, has little missions about, like, stealing from people and everything that I kind of love, and it's, you know, a little nautical theme. Uh, and I kind of, okay. I've kind kind of grown attached to that. Just a pirate game for Waluigi. He's not like a rich guy. He just goes around and he's got little money-grubbing missions that he's trying to get through. You know, kind of like a merchant. That's,
0: I, I'd i play it. The traveling merchant, Waluigi. Um, I could see him also in, like, a stealth game. Because, like, he's oh. got that sne- similar to, like, the pirate vein of, like, stealing things or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, if you had, like, a... you You could do, like, a A Nintendo family-friendly, dishonored, or like uh, (laughs) you know, or like uh, something—a goofy
1: burglar, Splinter Cell. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But then I guess that kind of crosses over into Wario, his territory, because he's greedy and all that. So it's like
1: they are brothers. Maybe that's why they have. um,
0: Yeah. God, what if they did something where you could play as Wario or Waluigi, like a kind of like a Mario Mm. and Luigi style game you could even resurrect the uh mario rpg series but with wario and waluigi and just kind of you know maybe you're kidnapping mario and luigi i don't know but like it would be really cool
1: don't talk anymore because uh, we don't want them to steal our ideas we'll sell them
0: pending okay patent pending we'll see you soon nintendo we have a pitch for you Let's just leave it at that. But, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, uh, to get off topic, I guess, but that's that's what I want for Christmas. That's all I want, besides my two front teeth, is a Waluigi game. Perfect. I'm also... Um, now, a series that doesn't... It's not really a series that I've played a lot of or has impacted me personally, but a lot of people I know were very hyped by this announcement. Advance Wars 1 and 2. That's it's, Advance Wars is a tactical series... Game Boy Advance, did it come out on uh, DS? I think Game Boy Advance and DS and cartoony, a lot of fun playing with like
1: tanks and ships and all kinds of stuff. Did you ever have any experience with that series? I have never played, uh, advanced before. I have played a lot of tactic games, mainly Fire Emblem. Uh, -hmm. and I really love them. They're, they're awesome. So I, I will probably pick that one up. Uh, I've never played it though.
0: I think a big thing for anyone listening, um, if you do like tactics games, yeah, Fire Emblem is a good point of reference, but I'd say the biggest comparison is going to be Wargroove, which is also a Game Pass title. It's on the Switch. I think it's on most consoles, but Wargroove. And it's got a very similar cartoony tactics-based style of gameplay that I think is really going to be up a lot of people's alley. If If you're into Wargroove, give Advance Wars a shot. So have you, I don't think I got to ask you, Cody though, what do you think of the Diamond and Pearl uh, art? because that's kind of seems oh controversial man, for the so remake many for some are reason.
1: So mad. Um, I I don't think we've seen enough of it to really uh, judge it and it's full, right? I'm bummed that it's mm-hmm. not like pixelated like you know, the sprites. i'm I'm bummed it's not hand-painted sprites because i love those um but we're playing on the switch so let's work with a new engine it looks Mm -hmm. fine it looks fine you know from what we've seen from what little we've seen so early on it's coming out in november i'll probably have a lot more opinions you know october time when they've released a little bit more of how the game's gonna look it reminds me of them basically trying to like take the old 3d sprites that were in diamond and pearl and make a, as real of a representation as you could because it doesn't look like it's you know trying to improve it it looks very much like a we turned the chivis into like things this isn't the same you know it's a different company that's making it than uh, what is it uh, sword and shield you know it's the people right. that did Link's awakening that are Uh, The remake of Link's Awakening, so I'm gonna say give them a shot. We'll see how it looks out. I think it'll grow on me.
0: Yeah, I I totally get what you're saying, and I think you nailed it. Like the they're going for that that original nostalgic look of Pokemon, but in that chibi style. But actually, without having seen too much of it, and you know, it doesn't seem to be wow wow inducing graphically, but I really dig it. I'm really glad that they decided to go kind of cutesy chibi because, you know, Sword and Shield looked great graphically, but it still didn't – it wasn't super exciting with the, you know, railroaded towns. Like, I feel like you had that 3D world, but you couldn't really explore too much off the beaten path. And that's what Arceus, like Pokemon Legend Arceus or Arceus, will do. So I'm really excited that that art style is evolving for the next Pokemon game. And I am so beyond hype for that. But for these older remakes, like Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, I I'm really into this. So you you still have the three D battles, so I think and you get a little bit of both worlds, but I'm really curious, just like you're saying, for October or even right after launch, just to see how they handle it, what it looks like, and if if the graphics improve a little bit, how that's gonna look. So I'm now we just need a Gen 2. Now we just need we just need a Gen 2 remake. Honestly, we need a Pokemon like, you know, sh- Glimmering Crystal or something and just uh, let's visit, you know, Kanto and Johto in in this style you know or you could even do it in like an open style who knows uh you have simultaneously
1: made every pokemon fan either love or hate you with these statements i hope you realize
0: (laughs) (laughs) well whatever you can listen to our pokemon episode if you want my opinions on that but we're gonna do another pokemon episode i think probably maybe either right before arceus comes out or right after just so we can get some you know hype for that game and talk about diamond and pearl maybe we'll do a, another like part one and two on those because there's so much to say about pokemon it's it's my favorite game series of all time it's my most nostalgic it was my first game too bad the old games now are so fucking expensive hundreds of dollars for box copies of the One oh and Two games yeah so i i think the one deciding factor for me is uh what the exclusive list is for Diamond and Pearl, which doesn't matter as much nowadays because you can do online trading or whatever, but I do like to see if there are differences between the games before I commit to which version I'm gonna buy. But I'm really excited to get ma- more info on that now that E3's over. I'm sure they'll have a dedicated presentation.
1: I'm down. I'm beyond hyped for Pokemon. I don't want to belabor the point too much, but uh, favorite game series. Let's let's go. We'll definitely do
0: a a big group uh, episode. I What my goal would be is maybe once Diamond and Pearl come out, or if we do a big episode right before Arceus, we should have the original cast that came on for one of the earliest Dan's Game Room episodes and just make four, or five, six of us talk about how we feel with, you know, Pokemon. Cause it's been three years since we three, three, three and a half years since we did that episode. So I'm kind of curious to see if anyone's changed. I know I've learned a lot of different things about Pokemon since then. So, but I guess that's kind of how, you know, my view on the current switch lineup, um, I guess to close out, I'm really looking forward to obviously breath of the wild too even though we did not get much they really drip fed us even to the point of they didn't even want to tell us the title of the game cuz it would give away a mechanic so i don't know how do you, what do you think that could be how do you feel like i think it could be like some time traveling going on or something
1: a lot of people say time travel. I I have a feeling it has more to do with, like, uh, probably something to do with the Shika slates, like the Shika technology. So instead of time travel, I'm thinking, like, uh, able to become one with Earth. Like, and it's going to be, like, land of something, you know? Or it's going to be, like, some kind of shamanistic property where you can, like, mold with Earth and stuff like that is what I'm thinking. Ah, okay. Because a lot okay. of it is about, like, forces, and, like, now we're talking about taking to the skies, so something tells me it's gonna be, like, one of the grand arching schemes that's gonna connect to, like, Skyward Sword lore, and the formation of the land, and, like, who the gods are that helped form Hyrule, but I'm mm. massively overhyped.
0: Me too. I, As someone who took, like, three and a half years to beat Breath of the Wild because I didn't want it to end, I... I am ready for another adventure. I mean, I am ready to dive in. And I think the Skyward Sword linkage is, uh, pun intended, is very, very likely. I I don't know. I still like the, the, the thoughts on, like, the one link that was falling through the sky. Could be a different timeline or maybe you're traveling through time again. I'm, you know, it could be cliche, but a link in time. Legend of Zelda, mm-hmm. link in time. You know, like, it could be something... That's pretty good. I, I don't know. I I just... Uh, I think that is probably going to be the swan song for the Switch. Even if it's around for a few more years, that might be the last big... Definitely the last big Zelda game, I think. Uh, you know, but I, I don't know. They could come out with a Switch Pro next year. You know, so... I think it could be another thing where it's like, you know, one of the last games that we get on the original Switch that's going to be a big Zelda game. So, I don't know. I'm – I cannot wait.
1: I got a very Miyazaki vibe from it. Like Studio Ghibli – Princess Mononoke specifically vibe with the, like, cursed arm because he's got that metal thing. I'm – this game, I'm so ready for it. (laughs) Yeah, and it to me, it you know what a comparison
0: I think in my mind, almost like Ocarina of Time to – Majora's Mask, like the somewhat darker, ominous mm-hmm. tones from the trailer and the yeah, the, the evil arm or like just the metal like something's something's brewing with this game and I, I think it could be better than Breath of the Wild, which is still a top ten game for a lot of people. So I I don't know. I'm excited for that. So overall I would give I'd probably give this an A, a plus. From Nintendo. And there's so much we haven't even touched on, too. But, like, just from what we've talked about, what would you give it?
1: I'd give it an S, man. Straight S. We're going super.
0: Okay. (laughs) Yeah. S
1: tier E3 Nintendo.
0: Yeah. I... Oh, and I guess, too, one, one last thing to touch on. Fucking Mario Party superstars. Like, I... I'm really glad that they finally are giving out more Mario Party content, but I'm kind of pissed that it's not going to be a DLC for Mario Super Mario Party because they neglected the shit out of that game. I'm I'm kind of yeah, like I'm hey, ready for that. But hey, at least they play
1: full boards now. Full boards on the original. That's important.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you can f- online play for uh, Super Mario Party. So I'm I'm looking forward to to. more online with that but i don't know if i'll get mario party superstars i guess to finish out i am still disappointed in sony for not showing up i think that it's you know they'll they'll probably do something this summer their own event but i think that them spinning off and kind of you know not even capitalizing on the hype in june is kind of a mistake cuz you know I I have a PS5 and it's like I wasn't able to join in on the hype for that console. You know what I mean? I agree. Like I'm uh, kind of disappointed. Sony was not a
1: thought at all in my head and that's funny cuz I was so hyped to buy a PS5.
0: Yeah, and and I know I'm on I'm still on a list or two to get you one and uh it's like I know that we're like I've been enjoying the PS5, I know you will too, but there's less to talk about and I think Sony really missed out on being a part of the conversation. You know, a, and it, I think that's another reason why Nintendo is walking away with its hell, head held so high. Because it, it really was just Nintendo and Microsoft. And to me, Nintendo just blew it out of the water. You know, they have concrete games coming out this year. I mean, a stacked lineup for the rest of the year um, and beyond. They have Metroid Prime 4 coming out, Zelda, Pokemon, Splatoon 3... Uh, the new Mario Rabbids game, if you're into that, Triangle Strategy, like games that don't even have a release date yet that are just going to really make, in my opinion, the best-selling Nintendo console of all time and the probably the best Nintendo console of all time. Like, I, I have nostalgia for so many Nintendo systems, but this is it. I think this is the best console Nintendo's ever made by a long shot.
1: I can see myself spending, you know, 60 bucks every month for the next six months because of what Nintendo is putting out there. It's mm. crazy.
0: Yeah. And that's, uh, and that's a lot when you get to be old men like us who don't have a lot of time. <laughs> so
1: like, yeah, I mean, it's that's crazy. Like, I'm going to have such a backlog of games.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got uh, uh, dragon quest to get through until then. And then maybe we can even, if we want to bump it to another episode, we can talk about, your experiences with cyberpunk because I'm very curious to hear about that but there's a lot to get through and I think for me on my docket is yeah finish Dragon Quest 11 and maybe hop into Shin Megami uh, 3 Nocturne and just see what that's about before that comes out in November but yeah man we're gonna have to we're gonna have to get back together here and you know talk more about other games coming out on the horizon and we got to get streaming. I I got all my hardware set up. So anyone that needs to follow us on Twitch, still Dan's game room 92 for that. And then where can we find you on Twitch, Cody, or do you have that set up yet?
1: Uh, It's currently set up as twitch.tv slash Kerhun K U R H O U N. I'll be changing that shortly, but you can give me a follow and you'll get a notification when the name change happens so there we go Awesome,
0: perfect and um also on the channel news um dan's game room is now on discord so if you follow me on twitter instagram or anything like that i have a link tree set up you can you can click that and then hop on our discord but that's just dan's game room and we would love to have you on there talking about games and anything else so um, other than that, you can find the podcast anywhere you can stream podcasts and man, uh, thanks for listening. And Cody, thanks for being on here. I really appreciate thank you, man. you for
1: having me, man. It's always fun to just talk video games with you. Yep.
0: And pretty soon we'll be streaming them. I think I might even be trying to stream some old Pokemon games just to generate some more hype for myself. Not like it needs it for Pokemon, but all right. Well, thank you all again for listening and until next time.